Good morning, New Life. Hey, as you make your way back to your seat, you just turn to your neighbor and say, hey, you got better looking since last week. <laughs> you did. You did. Hey, we just want to welcome everybody who's here at our Kearney Auditorium. Thanks for showing up to worship God today. We want to welcome those who are joining us online on live stream right now. We are so excited that you showed up uh, on the computer screen to worship with us. We want to give a big shout out to our church family in North Platte. We love you guys. We are so excited for what God is doing there. And to our church family in the venue, I've always wanted to do this. We'll probably have a meeting tomorrow to not, never do this again. Um, but for those of you in the venue, can you just give us the biggest shout that you can right now? And we will hear you in about three minutes, I hope. <laughs> but we love our church family in the venue. Thank you for showing up today to worship Jesus. I just have a question for you, a little poll. How many of you keep a journal or who have ever kept a journal or diary? Raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was, I was reading my wife's journal uh, this week. And, and I went all the way back to the year was 1994, long time ago, I know. And the journal entry read one morning, it said, Dear Diary, I met the man of my dreams today. He's a man after God's own heart. He's a Prince Charming. He's the most handsome man I've ever met. God, uh, diary, if I could just convince Chris Puccini to marry me, I would be the luckiest woman on the face of the planet. That's exactly what it said. Right, honey? No, that's not what it said. But she got her, her wish anyway. And um, one, one of the beautiful things about, about keeping a journal, spiritually speaking, is being able, to, being able to go back and revisit those moments in your life and rehearse and remember and worship God for all that he has done through the various seasons of your life, even seasons that are tough, challenging seasons, you can see the faithfulness of God. Maybe this last year for you has been a year that has been a great year, an awesome year, full of the very tangible, uh, easy-to-identify expressions of God's grace in your life, and you can just look back and worship God. Maybe this last year has been a season of walking through the valley of the shadow of death or walking through a tough season. And yet I believe that if you look back, you can see how God has been faithful and walked with you through that if you're a believer here today. One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 126. And one of the reasons I like this psalm is it's kind of like a journal entry for the nation of Israel. And it, it's this moment where they're coming back into Jerusalem after being in exile. And I won't read it to you, but I'll just kind of uh, tell you tell you what it says. At the beginning, it says, when we came back into Jerusalem, it was like we were dreaming. Basically, we had to pinch ourselves. It was amazing what God was doing among us. We were filled with so much joy and laughter and singing. We couldn't contain it. And all the nations around just sat back and said, we cannot believe the goodness of God and how God has been so good to Israel. And before I tell you the, the psalmist's response to everything that the nation's around them were saying, I, I want you to shift gears with me as we go today on a journey together. Shift gears in your memory to go back and to remember all the good things, the great things that God has done 
for you and connect your spirit to your memory and let worship erupt in this place today because I believe we can join the psalmist and and as he responded to the nations, he says, yes, the Lord has been good to us. What joy. Can we as New Life also look back and say, yes, the Lord has been good to us. What joy. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to ask some of the pastors... um, to join me here on the, the platform, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Nate, even Pastor Dave is going to join us all the way from North Platte and to just uh, further set the context of where we're going to go today. New Life as a family uh, at all of our locations, we're going to be opening, opening up our journal. And a journal has dates, and dates represent seasons, seasons of God's working among us. And so what I've decided to do is just say, let's take our sermon teaching series and use those as journal entry marker points. So we're going to go all the way back to the very beginning of 2015. And guys, what was going on at the very beginning of 2015? Well, we kicked off the, uh, the year with a teaching series that we entitled Essentials. Uh, this was a 20-week-long teaching series where we actually had a Bible reading plan, and we read through the top 100 stories in the Bible. Uh, we we kind of had discovered as we were looking around, you know, at our culture that there is a there's an issue with uh, you know uh, biblical knowledge, and we wanted to eradicate um, you know biblical illiteracy. That was our goal. It was kind of something that was fun for us to kind of share. But uh, it's always our goal as pastors to make sure that people are growing in their knowledge of who God is, but also in their relationship with God. And so we went on this long journey and uh, it was, it was a blast. It was good, man. We started Genesis. We ended in Revelation. Uh, it, it was, it was kind of a, it was a fun time, right? No, it was awesome because one of the events that we had during that time was the walk through the Bible. Anybody remember the walk through the Bible, the old Testament? Right. Yes. Several of you. And then we had all the, right. we had the hand gestures ready, right? Right. Yeah. The, do one of them. The Kadesh Oasis. That's like my favorite one. I, I don't know. I just remember that one. Did, did my, no, people my, have a sign for you? Yeah, yeah. People have a personal sign for me that they've, they've brought from it. They kind of warped the biblical teaching, though. So this is completely unbiblical, church. So if any of you do this to me, I'm just telling you right now, it's unbiblical, and we will rebuke you. Um, <laughs> but there was this thing we learned. It was like 400 years, right, of a period of time. It was these, these actions that you do to remember the Old Testament and all that kind of stuff. And there was one that was like 4,000 years. So after the Sunday after this thing, I look out and over to the side, I have one of our deacons looking at me right before I preach, and he's doing this, keep it shorter. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what the intention of that whole thing was for. So anyways, I hope we grew from that experience. I think we did. It was all awesome. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what else did we have going on? Well, we also had the, the big brick wall oh, right, that we yeah. built on the stage over to, yeah. as, a, as a picture. And we right. got a lot of phone calls during the weeks. People didn't think we knew how to build a wall, and they thought that the stage was actually <laughs> going to collapse. Right. And so we thank you for all of your phone calls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not, it, it's good. We're not master builders no. in the sense of block, you know. No. We build hearts. Amen. Praise Come on. Yeah. We raise build the hearts. Roof. But the <laughs> raise the roof. But the but the stage the stage stood and the wall represented this like spiritual uh, wall for us that block after block Sunday after Sunday truth after truth being built in our lives. Uh, we also had Easter. Uh, Easter was during that because, I mean, 20, 20 weeks is, is almost the first half of the year, so you get a lot going on in there. Uh, we had Easter. I encouraged the whole church, if you wanted to, to build a cross, make a cross that represents
represented your spiritual journey. Bring it on Easter. And then when we give the opportunity for people to commit and surrender their lives to Christ and they come to our altars, we're going to pray with them that we'll give them now these personal crosses that represent people's spiritual journeys. Um, and that was a, that was a great assignment. And we had Hundreds of crosses that were made. It was, it was crazy. But we had one story out of these crosses that I thought was, it was just fantastic. And Dave knows the guy. So, Dave, tell us, tell us what happened. event for him and then pastor jeff showed up over at the house and he's like hey i know who made that cross and so i'm talking to my friend brandon and and jeff's like do you know craig furstenberg and brand's like yeah i actually do business with the guy and craig had made this cross and it was the one that brandon ended up with and so it was already something that was really meaningful to brandon but then to find out that he had gotten it actually from somebody that he knew was friends with, does business with, just took it over the top. And so just a really cool connection that God had through those crosses. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing to me how God works uh, in, the, in those types of ways where out of, out of over 100 crosses, this guy gets to this one particular one that means so much to him. And those, those are still happening for people today <clears throat> as people are connecting with God in very unique ways you know, here at our church. Uh, one of the things we did during that teaching series, though, was I took a large group of people to Israel. We went to Israel. Uh, it was a, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It was great. We took, we, we took everyone and we brought everyone back. So that, yeah. was, that was one of the victories. Although my hunt for the Holy, the Holy Grail, and, and I didn't find it. So I was, I was going to try to make that happen, but it didn't, it didn't take place. I also went to the Ivory Coast, a country um, in West Africa. And when I went there, I went there to see if it was something that we wanted to team up with and start planting some churches in the north part of this country where they had just been ravaged by a civil war that lasted for a decade. And uh, they drove Christianity out, drove them to the south. And, you know, we, lo- we lost basically all of our churches and a lot of our ministry that was taking place in the north part of this country. And when I was there, I, I just sensed in my spirit, yes, this is something that we need to do. And so a historic moment is going to take place uh, starting January 1, Pastor Nate is taking a team of 10 young adults from New Life. We're going over to the Ivory Coast to team up with the, with the vision that these guys have in their country to reach thousands and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, uh, of their countrymen for Christ. We are going to plant the first of 1,000 churches that will be planted in the north part of Ivory Coast over the next five years. We get to be historically planting the first one. I think it's okay. exciting. It's awesome. Way to go. Great. So definitely be praying for us as we leave. We leave on Friday and uh, January 1, and we'll be back on the 12th. So we'll try to keep you posted, watch Facebook, stuff like that. But if you think of us, pray for us as we go and uh, plant this church. It's going to be exciting. Yep, it's a blast. Yeah, so during this season, we also <coughs> celebrated a, just a, a, a God-moving a record attendance on Easter, 1,463 people. 
at all of our locations join us for, I mean, just God is doing something amazing. This brought us right into the summertime in June. We began to uh, focus on what makes us tick as a church, a local church body. What motivates everything that we do from, from the, the kids ministry to the youth ministry to even what we do on a day-to-day basis in the staff? What are our core values? And that was the name of the series. So guys, what are some of our core values that we talked about? And how did it help shape us this year? Yeah, let me jump in. I'll, I'll take one of them. Uh, save people, find people is one of our core values that as Jesus gets into someone's life that they are then going to reach out to other people. And, and I've got a story that I think is kind of unique to our church and uh, take you back to last Christmas Eve in, in 2014. We had this couple show up, Phil and Nancy, and I went up to meet them. It was the first time they'd ever been to our church and just said, hey, you know, good to have you here. How'd you hear about New Life? And they said, well, actually, our son and his family attend in Kearney. And they've been attending there for a good number of, of years. And they decide, hey, why don't you guys go check out New Life in North Platte? That way we can be connected. We can be a part of the same church. And so here it was, saved people in Kearney, helped us find some people out here in the North Platte area. Phil and Nancy have been coming ever since and are just awesome people. God's really done some incredible things in their lives. They're a part of our ministry teams. They're in a life group and and they're just loving people in radical ways. So very cool how saved people can find people in this multi-site church. Yeah, and those, those guys, uh, by the way, Dave, and for you that might not know, Dave's our campus pastor out there. Uh, that, that story is actually more, fam- more, uh, more familiar than maybe what you might think. Uh, we've got a couple of other individuals that are here in our Kearney campus because they, they have friends that attend in the North Platte campus. So uh, it's interesting how a community can be 90, 95 miles away, but yet so linked together. Uh, so God's really helping us reach really a region uh, for Christ here at New Life. But one of our other core values that we discussed was this, you can't outgive God. And I I threw out a tithe challenge to the church and I said, hey, listen, if you've never tithed before, I want to encourage you to start giving God the first the first 10% out of everything that God gives you and start honoring God with your finances. And I even gave a money back guarantee. Well, here's the good part. Almost every person that committed to that challenge, which was a number of people, they have continued through and they continue to give to God. And by the way, didn't have to give any money back. Nobody needed their money back. So it's interesting. (laughs) I don't mind. I would have, but it's just a, it's a statement of God's faithfulness, you know, of when we trust God and we step out and we do that, God comes through in a powerful way. It was also on that Sunday that we celebrated the payoff of a $2.6 million addition where we added a children's wing and a high school wing on, and we paid it off in three years. And by the way, more money came in to pay that building off than was even pledged. It was a miracle for, for fundraising uh, when it comes to paying off buildings. You just don't see that kind of stuff happening. God worked in a miraculous way here at our church. I just want to say praise God for what he's doing in your lives and what he's doing through our church, especially when it comes to the the core value you can't outgive God. Right on. It's exciting. It's exciting. One of our other core values is is we're better together. And during that time in July, we were were able to take uh, 30 high school students, and we went on a mini mission trip, a mission trip to North Platte, and we were able to do mega sports camp. 
And uh, we were able to partner with Pastor Dave in the church, and we had a tons of kids coming out to learn how to do cheerleading, basketball, and soccer. And it was a great time for us, and we were actually able to partner with just a small group of their students at a time, maybe five or six students. And uh, with that, uh, partnering together, we were able to launch a youth ministry out there in North Platte. And on average, they're running between 18 and 20 students right every on. Wednesday night. So it's awesome. We are better together. Right on. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we also believe that seekers find God, that if you're seeking after God, you will find God. And I love that here in, at Kearney and North Platte, that campus as well, we have altars. Altars are a place of meeting with God. And at these very altars in this room here, God's done some very significant things in my life personally over the years. And I know he's done some amazing things in your life. Well, we believe that seekers find God. So during this series, we just once again began to focus on the altar. And multiple people came to these altars laid down cards saying, I want to surrender my life to Jesus for the very first time, or I want to recommit my life to Jesus. So we focused on creating salvation moments at these altars. Another uh, piece of the seekers find God thing is not just a salvation moment, but how many know if you, when you begin to follow Jesus, there's a continuation of seeking him and finding him, finding him at every turn, every corner of your life. You, if you seek him, you will find him. Well, when I landed here, I came here about October, I came back and uh, I noticed this guy that would show up to church on, on Sundays. He would come to the first service and second <coughs> service. I saw him in the first service today and, and he would be calling out to God at the altar. He would be down at the altar weeping and praying and crying, calling after God. And I'd see him every week. And I even talked to the guys uh, in the staff meetings uh, during the week saying, hey, do you know this guy? Have you met him? I, I, I don't know who he is. And so I, I decided to give him a call, find out his story. Here's a guy who, who knew God once when he was a little kid. And then life just happened to him. And he happened to life, right? You know what I mean? And he began to make choices that, that took him down a dark path. But God chased him down, and he began to seek God and was finding God at these altars. And it is an amazing story uh, in, in the life of a new friend of mine of how people here at New Life are seeking after God and finding God. That's right. That's right. We have, uh, we have a couple of others as well. We have Growing People Change. Uh, we really believe in discipleship. We believe in transforming people. Uh, we believe that that's what God does for us and that if you are a follower of Christ, you should be changing. And by the way, changing all the days of your life that we never get too old to allow the Holy Spirit to bring fresh life to us. Um, and so we're committed to that. And we've got courses that are rolling out to help with that. We also have a quick start class that will start, you know, um, in January to help people that have just made a recent commitment to follow Christ. Look at your bulletin for all that information. Um, then there's also everyone has a gift to share. Uh, and that's, that's something we're passionate about because, I mean, to, to run a church that has three different locations and we're wanting to continue to expand to plant more locations so we can reach more people for Christ, everybody, that, everybody has a gift and every one of those gifts has to be involved in sharing. And we just wanted to take a quick moment and maybe just highlight a couple of those people that have been sharing their gifts that sometimes just get flat overlooked, right? Yeah. And so I'll go first. I, I got a couple that helps out in the youth ministry um, they're an older young couple, so they're older, but they have a young at heart, and they just have a heart to serve. And their, their story is, is they moved from North Platte about four years ago, and uh, they used to manage uh, a business, and they used to manage a, a, a restaurant. And so I, I found that out, and I said, hey, would you guys mind, this is Jerry and Peggy Bourne, and I said, hey, would you guys be interested in helping us with the snack shack on Wednesday nights? And Jerry goes, well, let me think about that. Let me pray about that. Peggy's like, absolutely not. 
I don't like kids. Kids don't like me. I am petrified of high schoolers, junior, or middle schoolers, but they came along board, and they've been serving with us for the last uh, four years in ministry. They're there every Tuesday cleaning, Wednesday prepping, cleaning up on Thursdays. And so they're just one of hundreds of people that are serving here at New Life, and they have a gift to share. So we, we're thankful for them. Yeah. I, I love that, Nate, because usually when people say, I'll pray about it, that means I'll tell you no later. Right. That's what that yeah. means. So thanks for not them. Not them. That. We have a guy who lives really close to the church. Actually, his house borders the church. He's newer to the church, and he wanted to get involved. And so he said, I'll help cut grass. And by the way, you know, we, we've got people that cut our grass around here, so it's a volunteer position. If you'd like to be a part of it, join up for the team. Um, and so he's on the team, and we've got cool, uh, cool lawnmowers. They're the zero-turn radius ones. They're kind of brand new. They go zero to 60 in like 10 minutes. They're amazing. Um, <laughs> They're fast. They're awesome. But he's out there and he's cutting grass all the time. And I ask our maintenance director, I go, hey, Doug, who's this guy who's out there cutting grass? He goes, that's your best volunteer out there. I go, who is he? He goes, it's Jeff Dillon. Jeff Dillon, he lives right here next to the church. He goes, Doug said, I hope it was okay. Uh, Jeff wants to get out there and cut the grass so often, I just gave him a key to our shed. I'm like, (laughs) give him a key to my office if he wants to serve that often. I mean, seriously, it is amazing. I love people like that. But we even have people like that in North Platte. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was... When we were talking about who we might mention, there was about 70 people that I could have mentioned, but I'd like to highlight Shannon Hudson. Shannon is uh, a woman that serves on our worship team. She's our drummer uh, quite often. She's also part of our explorers, our preschool age teaching team. And she just is awesome. She will do anything that's asked of her. She's always got a great attitude. And it's really been awesome to see in the last year her growth as a drummer, she's just improved in leaps and bounds. And, and I really attribute that to the way that she seeks God. She continues to, to seek him. And then that's just reflected in the gifts that he's given her that continue to improve and expand. That's awesome. What you got? You had a thought? No. You looked like you were going to say something. Oh, I thought you were. I, I, will, I will say something. I got so, a thought. You got no, a thought? No, no, go ahead. What? You guys are playing with me now. Go ahead. All right. No. All right. So obviously we know we have hundreds and hundreds of people that deserve to be honored in the way we just honored those three. Uh, so let those three just be a representation of the real, the lifeblood of our church. We, we have an incredible church with incredible people that have amazing gifts. And the more that you guys decide to share those gifts, the better we become and the more uh, impactful we become in our community. I just want to say thank you for those of you guys that are serving in ministry and continue to serve and serve with a joyful heart because God's using you to make a big impact. Thank you for doing that. Amen. It was also during that teaching series that we launched some life groups. And uh, before before this, we hadn't launched or we hadn't had any young adult life groups. We launched with six. And so, and they were full, completely jam-packed full. And so, uh, as we get ready to move into 2016, January, we're going to launch with four more. So, 10 young adult life groups. So, if you're a young adult person out there, couple, single, right. whatever, get plugged into a life group because they, cha- they will change your life. And you can look for those life groups if you'll download our app called The City. 
Um, you can go to our website, find out more information about it. It's an invite only. You can't just go download it, but you can join the city. And on the city is where you can find all of our life groups, where life groups build community with each other. It's where you'll find people praying for one another. It is a great tool. We have 535 people right now on the city. We just launched it actually during the core value series while we talked about better together. And that's only going to continue to grow. In fact, today in all of our locations, the venue, North Platte, and the main auditorium, all of our worship songs were voted on by, the, by those who attend those locations. And uh, you guys picked the, the five best of the best songs. Those are the ones we're actually using for worship today. Uh, and we only did that on the city. So you're going to want to get the city. Go to our website. If you need more information, contact the church. It's awesome. So we, we started with essentials. We were digging deep into God's word. We talked about our core values, what makes us tick. Then we got into uh, further into the summer, and we began to look at the person of the Holy Spirit. Who is he? What is his role in our life in a series called Forgotten God? What was that all about? Well, we kind of leapfrogged off of a book written by a guy by the name of Francis Chan. He wrote this book, Forgotten God, because um, there, is a, there is a need in the church today to not... To, to bring, excuse me, to bring attention to the Holy Spirit. We know about God the Father. We know about Jesus because we can read about him. And we have this relationship with God that is really connected through the person of Christ. And that's true, and we ought to. But we can't overlook the fact that Jesus said it's better that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And so there is a relationship that we need to have with God through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's trying to lead us, direct us, and guide our lives. He's trying to alter our, the way we think. He's trying to change our beliefs. So the Holy Spirit's very active in our lives, and we're, we are a church that believes in the move of the Holy Spirit in the individual as well as corporately in the church, that the Holy Spirit draws people to himself, and we want to be a church of people that are being led by the Holy Spirit. And so we didn't want to overlook that. That was the Forgotten God series. Yeah, one of the, if I can chime in for a second, one of the illustrations that I loved during that series, Pastor Jeff, you were talking about how challenging it can be sometimes to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, that we have, you know, so much going on in our lives, our busyness, and we're getting pulled in a bunch of different directions. And as you're, you were speaking about this, all of a sudden this loud rock music comes piping in. And, you know, more than one person out here really thought, what in the world's our sound guy doing? Like, where's this music coming from? And then, and, you know, cause you just keep talking and then all of a sudden the music dies away. And we realized that that was the illustration of how our lives sometimes drown out the Holy Spirit. And so it's just a great practical way of expressing the need to dial down the noise so that we can really hear God's voice and, and take direction from him. So that was a cool illustration that you came up with for Forgotten God. Yeah, good. Yeah, and it was also during this series that we had our, one of our New Life United events. How many people ever been, have you been to the New Life United event? Yeah, okay, all right. All right, good. Yeah. Okay, we're a little slow There was like 460 at this one. There was 460 people. This is at one of our events we had out at Johnson Lake. We had a fun run. How many people like running? Okay, not very many. That's why there was There's nothing fun about running, running, by yeah. the way. But we had a fishing tournament. Nobody caught a fish. So I'm just telling you, a little fishing report, don't go to Johnson Lake. <laughs> but no, hey, we, no, we're called to be fisher of men. men. And that's how spiritual our church is. Praise the Lord. Yes, it was awesome. And so we out there, man, we just had a great time. And so if you've never been to a New Life United event, you need to mark, put those on the calendar. We do those two or three times a year. And they're just a great time. And I just want to give you a couple little stats. 460 people, 27 baptisms, and right we on. worshiped by the lake. Come on, somebody. That's good. That That's was good. Fun. That was a blast. It was a good time. It was. Yeah, so this takes us into September. By the way, up to this point, I'm in Arizona with my family. But I had joined you every, every week on live stream, and so I kind of felt like I was hanging out with, uh, 
with my family. You're stalking um, us, basically, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, I was. Yeah. In fact, yeah. the last six, six and a half years, I probably have watched every, uh, every broadcast. Or yeah, that's pretty cool. Podcast. You never and left us, Chris, never in the heart. You. That's right. And so, but we showed up finally in the middle of this next series, one of my favorites, I Am Second, Part Two. That's right. I Am Second, Part Two, because I Am Second... Well, we didn't call it part one. It was in 2014. And we, we brought my white leather chair up here. And if you've ever been to IamSecond.com, we really highlighted the stories of people. You know, we capitalized on the, the amazing transformation that God's brought to people. And we let them share those stories. And, man, it brought me to tears at times. It made me want to shout at other times. I was excited. I mean, it was just awesome. And it was so good that it was the one series people were saying, can we do that again? Can we do that again? And uh, so obviously we're not going to preach the same sermons, but, uh, and we're not going to hear from the same story. So we went to 1 Kings and 2 Kings, and we looked at these amazing stories of how God used people. And then we sat people from our congregation, both in North Platte and in Kearney, right up here on the stage in the white leather chair. And we, we turned down all the lights and put the one spot on them. We let them just kind of share the amazing thing that God has done. And that, that was a blast. It was a, it was a good time. Yeah, one of those first stories that we heard was from Craig Bennett. And as you were just saying, Jeff, I was sitting there fighting back tears like the whole time he's talking and he wraps up before he says, you know, my name's Craig Bennett and I'm second. He, the big revelation for him in his walk with Christ was that God doesn't need our abilities. He just needs our availability. And at that point, I mean, I just, I lost it. I think there was probably not a dry eye in the place out here. And That'll stay with me forever, Craig, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was very good. Yeah, it was also during that time we had 15 water baptisms, and it was just an exciting time to celebrate what God is doing and seeing people, you know, giving their heart over to the Lord and making themselves second in Him first. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Another thing, man, we also celebrated uh, the one-year anniversary of North Platte on September 27th. Yeah. That was huge. One year, One man. year in North Platte. That was awesome. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... You know what? God's, God's been doing some great stuff out there. So, Dave, this, you know, we don't have a lot of time, you know, because Chris preaches long. So if, if you could summarize, if you could summarize for us, you know, what, what God's been doing out there, just kind of help us understand what but God's been doing. before you say that, can I just... No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can summarize. I'll try to, I'll try to make it quick. And so, yeah, September 27th is our first anniversary. And it was amazing to see what God had done in a year. We had 181 people show up to worship with wow. us that Sunday. We had 200 people then for our block party where the city let us shut down the street right outside our front doors. And we just came and we celebrated. A big part of that was having one of our own, Jason Norman, uh, hot pants, as we love to call him. He was actually in the white chair in Kearney. And we got to hear one of just one of the stories that, that God's really been uh, shaping out here. And that was kind of a, a catapult for us, that first anniversary. Our attendance, our average attendance in August had been 114 people. In September, we jumped to 134. October, we were at 140. November, we were at 148. And then so far this, uh, this month, I don't know what the attendance is today, but we're up to an average of 154 people on a Sunday. Amen. 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 Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And so one of the other things that I would just highlight, I'm actually sitting in a room that we just remodeled because our children's ministry, ministry is growing and we need more space. 
And so starting next week, we're actually going to have kids uh, upstairs in one of our classrooms because we were outgrowing the space down below. And I know you told me to keep it short, but I love to brag about my, my campus. So one last thing, Christmas Eve, we packed out the place. We had 173 people show up. And some of you I know probably get sick of hearing about numbers. But to give you an idea of the heart of our people here, we had three different men go forward to the altar on Christmas Eve to either commit or recommit their lives to Christ. And we had three other men join them and praying with them and praying over them. So God's really doing something. He's building something out here, and it's fun to be along for the ride. It's awesome, Dave. It's awesome. Amen. Amen. Let me... Let me just preface all of the numbers with this. Let's never forget ever in our lives, why do we share numbers with you? We share numbers because numbers matter to God. Because every number is a story, and every story matters to God. Because every story is a person, and those people matter. And so we celebrate that stuff, what God has done. But but let's wrap it up. Yeah, because just one more beautiful thing about the numbers and what Pastor Jeff just said. you got to hear this. 56% of the people that are at North Platte never attended a church previous. Do you believe that? That's, That's why awesome. numbers matter. So it's awesome, man. So so then then we transition into the most recent the most recent series, the Star War, A King is Born. It was and, awesome. And we learned to talk like Yoda, and this was the big summary of the series. <laughs> Find Christ, you must. Focus on the work of the Holy Spirit, you will. And so we focus on the wise men. I'm not a Star Wars buff, so I'll, you can come talk to me later. I apologize. But it was a great series. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. We, our kids' ministry synced up with us, and they, they were studying um, you know, some stuff around the whole Star Wars theme as well. And I think today's their last day wrapping it up. Uh, our kids, actually, in North Platte, as well as in Kearney. Kearney, they did this big program. It was called In the Galilee, far, far away. I thought that was kind of cool, right? That was a lot of fun. It was awesome. Um, but we also, here at our Kearney campus, we had a big Christmas outreach. And in the Christmas outreach, it was super cool. You know, talking about everyone has a gift to share, 50% of the people involved in the outreach had never been a part of one of our outreach before. Uh, and we just got a lot of new people involved. It was a blast. So there we go. Yeah, so we've, we've been on a little journey together looking back over what God has done. And just want, we just want you to know that as we look back and we highlighted the sermon series, it wasn't just so that we could hi- highlight the creativity of the pastoral staff to come up with great sermon series. We hope that the sermon series and the creativity uh, left a mark in your soul that you might remember the, the things that God was teaching you Uh, through those times. And so it's a beautiful thing to look back and see the faithfulness of God that's not dependent on anybody, or it's not because of anybody on this stage, but because of the the shoulders from which we stand upon and from partnering with the Holy Spirit and with you to see what God is doing. So as we look back, we celebrate, we say, indeed, God has been good to us. What joy. But here's the exciting thing. God is not finished and the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. And when we get to that point, then the best is still yet to come. And so, Pastor Jeff, we're going to leave you to share with us the vision for 2016, where you're sensing God taking us as our shepherd, as our pastor. And so Good. would you just share your heart with us, and we're, we're, we're behind you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. These guys are awesome. We have an incredible staff here at the church. Well, you're probably not going to find what I'm getting ready to do happening at a lot of churches today or tomorrow or a month from now. 
What we plan to do is over the next few moments, I'm going to give you the strategy of where we're going to run for all of 2016. Because as a, as a pastor, I believe it's important for us to know where we're going to go. And if you're going to get a team of people on the same page with you and help you dream up creative ideas that solidify truth in the hearts of people, because that's what creative ministries do. Creative ministries help you solidify truth. The only way you can get your worship team working on the right songs, your graphics guys working on the right graphics, your sermon prep team working on the right sermons, is to know where in the world we're going. So we've been taking the last quarter of 2015 and pray. We've been praying and seeking God. And here is what we sense in our spirit that God would have us to do throughout the entire year of 2016. Basically, it came down to a theme. We didn't start with a theme because I never start with a theme. I, I want the theme to be developed as we are seeking God. And as we start writing things down, we start to see the common core message that God's bringing. We felt like the common core message was God wants to develop spiritual character, spiritual character to take us and to literally transform the way we think, behave, and live so that we better represent Christ throughout 2016. So basically what, what we sense the Holy Spirit wanting to do in our church and through our lives is however you look on day one, 2016, is not the way you're going to look on the last day of 2016 when it comes to how you emulate Christ. The way that you live, talk, breathe, love. How's that going to happen? Well, here's, here's kind of the journey. We're going to start the year off with a, ser- a series that we've entitled The End of Days. The End of Days. How many guys like studying the end of days? You like revelations? You like all that kind of stuff? You guys like that kind of stuff? No one? Okay, good. That's okay. That's okay. That's fine because we're not going there. But it's called... It's called the end of days, and basically what we're going to do is we're going to look at a short passage of Scripture from out of 2 Timothy chapter 3. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul writes to Timothy, and he says to him, Timothy, at the end of days, this is the behavior that man is going to be living with. This is the mindset man's going to be living with. This is the lifestyle. And so we're going to take that and flip it on its head, because if the world's going this direction, Christianity is definitely going that direction. When it comes to the way you live and the way that you, 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 know, you live in your community. And we want to help, you, help us understand what it means to have good spiritual character, um, especially in these last days in which we live. We're going to jump from there to a book study. For seven weeks, we're going to be looking at the book of James. We've just entitled it James. That's very original. Where faith collides. Faith without works is dead, James says. And so how do you take faith and bring it into every aspect of your life? How can faith collide with everything that you're doing and cause you to grow to become the person that God is asking for you to be? How can this bringing faith into every aspect of your life shape you and change you into the likeness of Christ? That will take us right up to Easter. It's crazy. We just had Christmas and then that will take us to Easter, but that's the, that's the, way, the, map, that's the way the calendar works. Um, So after Easter, we're going to come out with this teaching series entitled Ignition. Ignition. Have you guys ever watched a rocket take off? You know, like maybe in Cape Canaveral or something like that. Just just take off. It's powerful, man. And this thing ignites and that fuel starts to burn. And this thing goes from zero to, I forget how many thousands of miles per hour to escape, you know, the Earth's, uh, you know, gravity. But it it just takes off. It's amazing to watch. Well, in our, pers- in our spiritual lives, we have, we have these moments where there's this spiritual ignition that takes place. There's other periods of time where maybe you're just taking baby steps along the way. But then there's these moments that you read about people in Scripture where they met with God, they met with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit worked through others, and these people just took off in their journey. 
And we want to help you have moments like that. We want your spiritual life to have moments where it leaps and bounds ahead. Because we also know there's going to be moments when you're just going to be walking. So if you're at a place where you want to leap forward in your spiritual journey, you're going to love what we're going to do after Easter. You know, another thing we've got then after, after that teaching series is a special moment. Have you guys ever wanted to go on a missions trip but you never have? Have you ever watched on TV, you know, and you look at how, you know, a lot of the world lives in a third world kind of a situation, but you've never been there and you've, you've had in your heart compassion to reach out to them? Well, we're going to be teaming up with a ministry called Compassion International. And for one Sunday, we're going to have a Compassion Sunday at our Kearney campus as well as our North Platte campus. This, this ministry has invested millions of dollars into this experience that allows an average American to get into a third world environment right in the parking lot of, of, a, of their community. And so we're bringing these, this experience here, these massive semi-truck trailers that are connected together and you'll get in them and you'll put these earphones on and you'll walk through and hear the story of a child that's living in a third world environment and you'll experience it, you'll feel it, you'll sense it, you'll have a better understanding. Our, our, whole, our whole desire is to help us stir our hearts with the compassion that God has for humanity. We want, we want your heart to be stirred with compassion. That's going to be a one Sunday experience. It's going to be a blast. After that, we're going going to a, a teaching series we've entitled Life Verse. We're going to bring a few of our pastors up here, and they're going to be sharing some of the most important verses in God's Word to them, and how God's Word has held them steady in times of storms, and how God's Word has encouraged them to take radical steps of faith, and how God's Word has helped them, you know, develop the joy of their salvation. And you're going to hear from these guys as they share with you individually life verses that have altered the course on how they live. And then after that, we're going through a teaching series called Guardrails. Guardrails. Have you ever driven in the mountains before and you're coming around one of those hairpin turns and right out, right out your car window door is one of those guardrails? Are you so thankful for those? You ought to be, Right? As if that one little piece of wood and that piece of metal is going to keep your car on the road, but we trust it with everything inside of us. We need spiritual guardrails as well. And Jesus brought some guardrails for us in Matthew chapter 23. And we're going to look at those guardrails and lay them down and, you know, make sure that they're firm in our life to keep us on the right path so that we can live our lives moving in the direction God wants us to without veering off course. Because so many times in our spiritual life, we're headed in one direction and we get this crazy idea and then we're drifting off into no man's land. We need some spiritual guardrails that keep us on track, moving in the direction that God would have for our lives. After that, we're in the month basically of August and we're going to bring this teaching series called Campfire. Because I know, how many guys have ever sat around a campfire with a bunch of friends? Have you done that before? What did you do around that campfire? You, you know, you, you, maybe you refreshed yourself. You, you could have, uh, um, you know, you could have relaxed and just rested. But they, also you heard stories. And so campfire is going to be about how can we build spiritual community in our church. And then at the end of that teaching series, it will end with a holiday. We're going to give you some stuff that you can take away. Because if you're going to go camping, um, then we're going to give you some, you know, stuff to take camping. And we're going to have um, outdoor events that will take place during that teaching series. Men's outdoor outdoor events. And what I've even heard is maybe some women's outdoor events, because I know there's some women that love some outdoorsy kind of stuff. All right. So, um, you know, youth and kids, we'll just have all kinds of stuff packed into that creatively to have a blast with campfire. And then we're going to end the year with a teaching series I'm excited about. It's called Live Dead. Doesn't that excite you? 
man, live dead? Wow, it's so encouraging. But really, it is off the charts. Live dead. It's an attitude. It's a give-it-all kind of a lifestyle. We have missionaries around the world that are a part of a movement called Live Dead. They've put themselves in situations that are harmful to their own safety. They've put themselves in situations that might be illegal to preach Jesus. But they've given their lives away and they've moved you know, around the world to these different countries just so they can share Jesus one person at a time. They have a, a code that they live by, these 12 core values. We're going to bring these core values right to our church and we're going to help instill inside of you what it means to live dead in Carning, live dead in, in North Platte. Living dead means that Christ can be alive because I've chosen to surrender my life. My life is not my own. I've been bought with a price, Paul says. My life is devoted to the cause and to the purpose of the king. That will bring us right to Christmas. It's exciting. With all of that fun stuff going on and that spiritual journey happening, there's one more thing that we're going to do. We're going to write a book this next year, and we're going to be releasing the book in, um, in, on October the 2nd. This book is going to be very unique. It's just to our church. Um, it's going to be a big tool that we're going to use. It's a, it's a book that's being written, and your, some of your stories are going to be in the book for generations to come, for them to read and to hear the amazing things that God is doing in the life of our church and through the hearts of people just like you. We're going to have stories from North Platte in that book and stories from Carney in that book. And then we're going to be giving that book away to people. We're actually going to even be targeting streets in North Platte and streets in Kearney um, as we move into 2017. And we're going to start mailing books out to people and just let them read about these amazing stories. Everybody wants to read a story, and especially a story that's extremely well-written. And so we're, we'll have professional writers, ghost writers, writing these stories, and we're going to package this thing together, and we're going to start spreading the power of the testimony to the world around us. Some of you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's a great plan, Jeff. That's awesome. Whatever happened to like being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and just letting God lead you week to week? Well, we believe that God is a planner. We believe God plans. The beginning of Genesis, God had a plan to create the world. Day by day, he methodically did these critical things that had to happen one before the other. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, you can read a passage that says, that God says, I, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. We believe God's a planner. And so we endeavor to hear his voice so that we can have a plan to move forward. Because that's what good leaders do. Leaders have a plan so that they know where to take their people. So today, if you're visiting today and this is your first Sunday with us, you could not have come on a better Sunday. Because you're getting the master plan of where we're going. We will never share this again, although it will be online and you can watch it. You are the only people that will get this live. You'll know exactly where we're going. And as we unfold things, you'll be like, wow, man, I, was, I heard about that teaching series. I was looking forward to that thing coming and now it's here. That's exciting. But we also know in Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says these words, that the heart of man plans his ways but the Lord establishes his steps. So although we make a plan, we know one thing, and that's this. That God, he establishes our steps. What does that mean? That means although we have a plan, we're going to keep seeking God throughout the rest of this year. We're not, we're not going to start seeking him for 2017. We're going to seeking him for what he wants to do in 2016. And we're going to, we're going to alter those plans if 
if we sense that's what we're supposed to do. If God's established steps lead us slightly different, then that's where we're going to go. But for now, this is the plan, and this is where we're running. Why don't you stand with me in all three of our locations? Like I said earlier, those of you that have the city, you were able to vote on the songs, the best songs of 2015 that our worship leaders did. And those are the songs we're going to come back with now. As we take these next few moments to worship God, I want you to do two things for me as we sing these next few songs together. First off, I want you to sing with an attitude of thankfulness for all that God has done in your personal life throughout 2015. Then I want you to sing with a heart, with a heart of dedication, saying, God, I'm excited about what you're going to do in my life in 2016. Thank you for who you are. Because the Bible tells us that God is both the Alpha and he's the Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. And I'm telling you, as long as you and me stand here and we have breath, God still has a plan for us. And we're going to move into 2016 seeking that plan, devoting ourselves to it, and allowing God to have his way. So as we sing, would you please join with me? Let's have an attitude of praise to God and an attitude of thankfulness to God for what he's done and what he's going to do. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are true, you are faithful, you are righteous. That Lord, we can come to you with full abandonment, laying our lives down, that, Lord, you can, you can do whatever you want in our lives. Lord, we're coming to you. Lord, surrendering ourselves. This whole live dead concept, Lord, that you're going to lead us into in 2016, though that's an attitude you want us to start even now. You want us to lay our lives down and let you, you come alive inside of us in a powerful way. And so, Lord, have your way in this place. Have your way in North Platte. Lord, have your way in the venue. Lord, may your spirit impact us. May your spirit collide with our lives today. And may we, may we sense you, know that you're at work, surrender our life to you. Lord, may we celebrate your faithfulness. And may we be grateful for all the things you have done and all that you're going to do. We praise you. And we come to you in the powerful name of Jesus. May you come and intersect with our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>